Good morning, everybody. My name is Larry Jacobs. Today is the 9th of November, 2023, and please keep in mind we're celebrating Veterans Day this weekend, which is that important, all those people who serve our country. Okay, and thanks for being with us here today on Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio as I abruptly turn off the music. There you go. Okay, we got our good friend Peter Picone back on here. Peter is a uh, 30 years of experience, San Marino High School out in California, uh, social studies teacher. All right, he does a lot of work with the Bureau of Education out there. Uh, actually, he's going to give three six-hour seminars in February and March with each seminar to be entitled Teaching Civil Discourse in a World of Fake News. And what we're going to be talking about with him today is using AI, artificial intelligence, to enhance class discussion, which he does. And I want to say something to put this in perspective. I'm going to say it again. He has 30 years of experience, okay? And he's using AI in the classroom. We're going to talk about how he's doing it, etc. I'm going to read this thing that he sent me, okay? A theme that I have planned to have run through through throughout relates to my belief that with the integration of AI in classroom discussions, we can bridge the gap between those who traditionally can and those who can't. In other words, Peter firmly believes when it comes to class discussion, the use of AI can create a more inclusive, a more equitable educational environment. All right? And we're going to talk to him about all that, which we love here at our American Consortium for Equity and Education over at ace-ed.org, which is where this podcast will be archived and everything we do is free for you. And over there at ace-ed.org, our magazine, our excellence inequity awards program, et cetera, et cetera. And please get involved with that. Now, we're, we're starting the educator section now for the equity awards. So please nominate yourself, your school, your colleagues, whatever. Go over there, check it out. You'll see the tab for Excellence in Equity Awards. Check out our magazine and check out whatever other podcast you may wish to listen to. H-Ed.org. Here's Peter, all the way across the country from me. Good morning, Peter. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing fine, Larry. You can hear me, right? I can hear you beautifully. Thank you. And you can hear me, right? I can. Yeah, we had some trouble. I should explain to people. We had to remove some podcasts this week. I let Peter know this morning, but luckily everything's working now. The last couple of days, the connection line wasn't working. So my guest, Peter, would call in and they it would either drop the call or it wouldn't put it through. It was very messy for two days, but they fixed it. So we're all good. And I'm glad you're here today. And thanks for doing this so early in the morning, 7.30 a.m. out in Los Angeles. I appreciate it, my friend. I love what you said here. I firmly believe that when it comes to class discussion, the use of AI can create a more inclusive and equitable educational environment. With that said, those are your words. You're on. Peter, why do you feel that way? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I believe it, Larry. And uh, and uh, I thought you might go there right off. I, so, I went. Um, I went. Yes, you yeah. did. And so I'm going to I'm going to start. I'm going to turn around and ask you a question real fast okay. because you were a social studies teacher. Yeah. And, and then I'll 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 come back. Did you uh, do much with Socratic seminars, fishbowl? Uh, Not uh, really. Uh, the fishbowl just yeah. And neither Not did really. I for the longest. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and neither and I was, did I. By the way, I was. I'll make the joke. I was a teacher so long ago that Socrates actually was my department head, and still I didn't do it. <laughs> Nice, nice. Thank you, I, thank you. It was introduced to me early in my career. I gave it, I gave it a go. I gave it a real good try, and um, I just found that that despite all the the the, the build up and the hype, that always just came up short, uh, yeah. especially in terms of, of this noticeable gap 
between the few kids who, who are going to take all the spotlight, have all the skills, and the rest who are just going to wither. And so I thought, well, this, this is not what I want. I'm, I'm, that's not what I'm at all about. Uh, and I'm, all, I'm about trying to find a, a way for everybody to, to get some, sun, sun, some sunshine. Yes, um, you are. And then, uh, yeah, and then along came AI. And I thought, well, now, wait a minute. Um, <laughs> you know how much I've been using it. Let, let, let me see what ChatGPT can do with this. Um, the, the other thing I've, I found, and, and, and so I, I did find a major difference. And then the other reason I didn't do it for all those years was because <clears throat> there was so much work that a teacher really had to do up front to pull the thing off. And, uh, again, with, with ChatGPT, my goodness gracious, I want to I detail some of it for you. Um, and whether you're doing a Socratic seminar, whether you're doing the fishbowl, a panel discussion, when, when you think of all the different strategies and methods for engaging students in civil discourse, uh, if you use ChatGPT to, to help you get those things ready to go, um, just enormous time savers. It, it isn't like it used to be. Well, I agree with all yeah. that, and I can see that, and I hope a lot of people can see that as well. My question, though, is how does mm. it – how does it – how is AI being used to create a more equitable discussion? Yeah. Okay. Not so just I, for you. I, I, and, I think, and again, not just for you, but for the kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's a great I, I statement. Think, okay. I think it's a great statement. And again, part of that statement, we can bridge the gap between those who traditionally can, and this is in any subject, by the way, and those who can't using AI. And I might. <laughs> I'll a little. There's also a little note here. By the way, says Peter, I've been I've been already been criticized mightily for making the claim, but I know you believe it. And what I as I'll say it again, what I love is your 30 year experience teacher. Okay, and look at you using AI. I mean, it's fantastic. Thank but you. But now I'm serious. Most people, would get, yeah. you know, where you get you get to be an old fart, you start to act like a dinosaur for God's sakes. Yeah. Uh, just kind of like an yep. old Tyrannosaurus just sitting in his nest hoping his hoping Mrs. Tyrannosaurus will bring home dinner. Okay? I have a beautiful You're wife like that. and she does not I have a beautiful wife and she does not want a dinosaur around the house, let me tell you. Um so, but uh but but to answer your question, I think I'm just gonna do it by way of a little story. So so yeah. I, I I teach uh, A P courses, I also teach regular yeah. courses. I firmly believe that if you're an experienced teacher and uh, you know, you have at least some reputation for knowing what you're doing. Uh, you should be you should be teaching both the AP and the regular. Those those non-AP kids, uh, you know, need good teachers uh, because they oftentimes do. it seems like the, the really good ones just go off and try to teach all AP. Thanks for saying um, that. And, and and so in this regular government course that I teach, um, it's pretty predictable. You're you're going to have a, a few kids who who should have been, could have been uh, in, in an AP course, but for whatever reason chose not to, ended up not to. Uh, and, and then you're going to have this enormous uh, disparity in, in terms of talents and abilities. And, um, and, and in my government class this year, uh, I had a, a student who, uh, very shy, um, English is not, is not the native language, only been mm-hmm. in the country for three, four, five years, uh, to give you one. I had another student who uh, also hasn't been here long, but, but when you take him outside a class and you have to talk to him one-on-one, you realize – Oh my gosh! Very thoughtful, very very intelligent. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just reluctant to speak up in class. Sure. Well, in, under normal circumstances, I would get nothing out of those two two kinds of kids in a in a uh, in a Socratic seminar or any kind of discussion. They're just not going to. But when you say to them, "Here is the question in advance," and you are, it is okay for you to use ChatGPT. Ah. 
to prep. And I want you to go home and prep, and then you are going to bring that, that piece of paper. And, and, I, and these, these, these uh, day of the seminar prepping yep. homework assignment that I give, uh, here's the question. Come up with three arguments uh, uh, that represent your point of view. Or uh, There are a number of different ways I do it, but they're going to have to show me on a piece of paper that they have, they have prepped and prepped well for the seminar. And those students then are going to do that work. Um, and then you teach them the function that says, okay, if the, if the bot comes back to you with, with language that you find too confusing, just ask you to explain it, explain it to you in the language of a fifth grader. Or better yet, ask it to give you an analogy. And then just offer up that analogy during the course of the, of the seminar. It will be the kind of thing that people will walk out of the room and they go, oh, my gosh. And so when we've done it here, whether it was with the fishbowl or whether it was Socratic or some of the other ways in which I encourage discussion, I have often found that at the end of that session, um, there is a bonding, there is a, 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 a patting on the back uh, like I'd never seen before. And the pats on the back are usually for those students, that, uh, those, those two in particular, who in class won't say anything but somehow really rise up when they're given that kind of an opportunity to get ready for the discussion. You know, it's so interesting what you just said. It strikes me because whenever I talk about AI, and I might have even mentioned this to you in our last conversation, I always say it's not so much the answer when you're using AI. It's the question, okay? And you just kind of repeated that with the kid. Look, and you said, look, ask ChatGPT to give me this in a fifth-grade language and maybe even in Spanish, okay? Mm-hmm. And if, 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 the, if the student learns to pose the question that he needs, not your question, his question, okay, about what you need, that is such an incredible learning device because it helps them in every possible way, and it, it gives them the answer that, that kind of you're looking for, but it, it shows them how to ask the right question to get that answer. Am I making sense? You are. That, that, yeah. That's what I'm finding. That's what yeah. I'm finding. So, and let me and ask you this. Wait, i got to mm-hmm. ask you this. All right. Now you're using ChatGPT, and I have a feeling that the students are going to be very comfortable with ChatGPT, okay? But why did you do, uh, use, decide to use AI as opposed to saying, uh, Manuel, go down to our school librarian, Miss Johnson, whatever her name is, and ask her to help you. Answer what? What's the, in your mind, Peter? What's the? What, is it just easier to use the AI? You know what I'm saying? Well, sh- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the, the beauty of it is uh, at your pace, at your time, at your mm-hmm. place. Um, you can access it whenever you want, and uh, there's no waiting in line. And, and if you're not getting the answer that you want from the librarian, because the librarian, for whatever reason, can't communicate it to you in a way that that, that you can understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, you simply redirect, and librarian is not going to be able to do that. Again, you know, give it to me in a fifth grade language, or as you said, give it to me in Spanish. That's why. And, and why, why but I have to ask, why are people criticizing you mightily? This makes sense in an age of AI. It makes sense. I, if I, I may. The mightily is, <laughs> yeah, the mightily is, is the, the, you know, the claim that, that uh, it's going to narrow the gap. Uh, that's 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 where that criticism comes in because it's the rolling of the eyes and oh my gosh you know here we are something new that's revolutionary a real game changer we've heard this before 
it's that kind of, it's that kind of skepticism um, okay. when it comes when it comes to that particular claim. But you know, as far as AI in general is concerned, so even the Walton family, which which is pretty much on top of this with their two national surveys, I think they've got another one coming out. Uh, you know, they're showing it's around 66 percent of, of of teachers are are using it for educational purposes. It, it seems that there's still about a you know a third percent of all teachers out there who are keeping an arm's distance from it for, for a variety of different reasons. It's a lot of per- that's a lot of percentage points for a lot of teachers. Okay. If uh, you know 36% or so, that's a lot of yeah. a lot of teachers and and we got to what I love about you do we got to got to just keep moving forward with the times because uh, for so many reasons but one is because the kids this is where the kids are. And if we meet them where the kids are and let, give them to the, allow them and teach them to use the tools they need to get the answers we want for them. Okay? We're we're doing that much better. It should not be a of a fight or or a method of criticism. It's some and by the way, I'll say this: it's something that the colleges of education need to pick up on. I think it was you and I who had that conversation a little bit. The the yeah the the, the colleges of education can't sit back and can keep ordering chalk. Times have changed. Times if I may. Changed. I hope you're not exactly. using chalk. Yeah. Are you still using chalk? Is there even a blackboard in your classroom? I don't. I don't Peter. think I, I have a whiteboard. I don't think I've had a piece of chalk in my hand, uh, uh, you know, since Socrates. It's, it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So much for the white cliffs of Dover. They're still they'll stay white for a while. Yeah. I have to ask you about this, and this is key. Okay, um, teaching civil discourse. Mm. In a world of fake news, that's the name. You're going to give yeah. three, wow, six hours, three six-hour seminars. That's a lot, man. Okay, and I assume yeah. that's open to L.A. teachers or county teachers or no, what? No, who's two? That's that's it. these three will be on Zoom, so it's teachers worldwide, and then, oh, and then depending <laughs> depending on whether I pass or not, we'll You'll see pass. what happens the following year. But um, yeah. Um, Talk about it, and, and it also put and also timing. if I may put AI into that um, into that I'm I'm very concerned about this this is so important go ahead it, yeah it definitely is uh, AI to enhance civil discourse or the teaching of civil discourse sure I mean um, whether it's the teacher using it or or, or the student using it. I mean we talked we talked last week about about class or the last time about class companion and um, mm-hmm. yep. you know, again, uh, cl- closing down a discussion with, with, with an opportunity for students to engage in some kind of debrief or, or reflection question is, is a key component. And, and yet again, um, other than just standing in front of the room and saying, okay, what do you guys think? Uh, and letting three quarters of the, the class skate or uh, requiring them all to write something down and then being uh, burdened with a ton of grading, it, it, that's always been a challenge. And with AI today, um, you know, certainly I can, I can, I can ask ChatGPT, give me a series of, of reflection questions related to the topic, the, the seminar or the, the discussion that we just had. I pop those into to some platform, a class companion, for example, I have all the students answer it and, and, and have the platform assess the student's ability to, to, to answer those questions uh, in, by whatever kind of rubric I want. Um, easy sneezy and it gets done. So um, again, using AI to enhance uh, the civil discourse, but in this case, not so much the discussion, but the reflection of the discussion uh, after after the, the discussion has been completed. Yeah, how hard was it? How hard was it? And you're a smart guy, but how hard was it for you to figure all this out? 
and start to use AI. And, and I, I want to ask if other people in your social studies <laughs> department are using it as strongly yeah. as you are. You're having good success with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, talking about the, the, the teachers at my school is a tough one, you know, because first of all, uh, it's not like I get a chance to actually talk with everyone about it. And then of course. secondly, there are probably teachers who are using it and not, 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 not being out, as fr- out front as I am with it. So it's, it's really hard. We haven't done a survey or a poll here to, to assess that. We are, we are doing trainings. Um, we, we've done now, uh, actually, I got paid real nicely here to, to district-sponsored <laughs> trainings, AI trainings. That was really nice. Cool. Doing another one today, 90 minutes after school. Uh, and, I, and I got people showing up the day before our Friday holiday. But, but um, the extent to which the other teachers are, are using it, that, that is, that's, a, that's a tough one to assess. But um, I have found that uh, high-performing schools, um, and I'm in contact with you know, several principals for a variety of different reasons, um, high-performing <laughs> school teachers appear to be slower and, and, and more reluctant to, to embrace AI, I, 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 is my observation. And I, I don't know if that's factually correct, but, but that's my observation talking to the principals, yeah. Wait a minute, say that again, that high performance. Yeah. Say that again. Say that again. I want to make sure I heard that. Uh, teachers at high-performing schools. Yeah. Um, these principals are reporting to me. Um, <clears throat> seem to be relatively reluctant to, 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 huh. to, to make changes to how they teach and how their students learn, which means to embrace AI. The, 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 there seems to be a culture of perception. I've been doing it like this for so long, and it has worked so well for so long, and that's why we're high-performing. I'm not going to change now. It's the don't rock don't the boat philosophy. It, don't rock the boat, perhaps. The boat. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. I, I don't know if it's true. I would love to see someone you know, take a closer look at it, but, but that, that seems to be my sense. Yeah, I got a, I got a uh, podcast coming up next week with a, a group in Westboro, Massachusetts, a, a, a private school. I think it's called Innovations Academy. And they just got in touch with me and asked if they could come on the show and talk about how they're using AI. Okay. So, and there oh. they are a fairly high performing school, but they're an independent school oh. as opposed to a, uh, you know, public oh, school or charter. Yeah. Uh, well, what's the name of that school? I think it's Innovations Academy. I'd have to look. Hold on. Maybe I, maybe I can find it. Hold on. Yeah. Give me a minute. That's okay. I'm not going it's the inno, It's the Innovation Academy. The In Innovation Massachusetts. The Innovation Academy, and it's a Marlboro. I said, I don't know where I said, uh, Marlboro, Mass. Listen to well, the with show. a name we'll like that, they, they, they have no choice. I'm happy you guys afterwards. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? I said I'll introduce you guys afterwards if you want. I don't know them. I just yeah. we got we were all in touch with email, and I liked what they said, so we're going to get them on the show. Talk about what they're doing. Like I you, like, like you, like you, like my that. friend. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. As yeah. for me, why did I why did I um, get so quickly into it? You know, it's it's an interesting it question, um, and I don't I don't really know how to answer it. It, it just. Um, it was like a, just a, a flash. I saw it. I hmm. said, okay, this is one of those moments. I, I better figure it out. Um, I, saw, I saw the immediate reaction in the country of um, uh, how do you really describe that? It was almost chaotic. And uh, I contacted some of my, 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 yeah, my school is. and district leaders. And I said, look, um, I'm already moving forward. And this was like within the first two or three weeks. I'm already moving forward. I've already produced some 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 work, some uh, some significant 
this is how it can be used to work. But I'm concerned, you know, that 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 uh, where it's going to be banned, like it was in LA Unified. I'm concerned there's a backlash in the community, and the message from the top in my district came down very, very clearly. Um, lean into it. Lean into Good it. Man. We will support you. San Marino Unified, um, by the way. San Marino Unified, and and yeah. a superintendent, a superintendent who um, showed showed a courage like like I just cannot cannot possibly even. Uh, how do I want to say that? Many people around here just did not expect. She she brought in day one this year. We are going to embrace it. She said. What percentage of high school superintendent district superintendent said that? Um, <laughs> she, she, she 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 found the money. To, to provide training, to hire the hire us to, to provide training. Um, our, the tech director all behind it um, paid for a keynote speaker, and, and who knows where she's going well, from there. We, we yeah barred on on Google, so she got behind it. That's that's courage from a superintendent standpoint. Sure is, and and especially in these crazy times. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah. Okay, because and the superintendents are under tremendous pressure, political pressure, I might add, these days. Just exactly. terrible. Mm-hmm. The financial pressure, mm-hmm. whatever you want to say. It, it's just, not, you know, I'm going to ask you something else about uh, the superintendent put all this time, effort, thought into it, which is great. What's her name? So we can congratulate her. What's her name? Linda, Linda Delatory. Linda Delatory, you're Delatore. a terrific superintendent. Okay, I got to mm-hmm. tell you that. Okay, so my question is, okay, and you know, I'm a social studies guy, but she must have, this is uh, district wide. Okay. Yes. Have, have you guys formed a little group of the AI gang at San Marino to see how it can me? be used? I mean, to me, and this is so important, you know, we've always, maybe I've said this, I've said it a million times here. We've always, uh, you know, uh, uh, emphasized uh, STEM. Okay. But as I love to say, mm-hmm. nothing happens in STEM unless it benefits society and society is social studies. You can't do exactly. one without the other. You can't do one without exactly. the other. And I'm hoping that all this AI it starts to break down those barriers. And I'm curious, like, are you the president of the San Marino AI group now or what? <laughs> uh, we, we don't have that. What we have is uh, we have something called Tech Academy, which is uh, uh, superintendent and, and, uh, and our district's tech director's initiative. And the Tech Academy is, is uh, every year a variety of different tech-related classes, Typically, either the, a teacher or a tech, a, a person involved in tech, sometimes they go outside and they hire someone from the outside. 90-minute sessions. Um, and so as far as AI is concerned, there were four of them this year, four uh, related to, to chat GPT. Um, I was going to ask me if I would do all four. Uh, there was yeah. one, one conflict. Yeah. One week I had a conflict. So uh, we brought someone in of note. And um, and then I've done the other three: intro to ChatGPT, ChatGPT for uh, learning, and then how to assess writing using AI. Those are the three I did. I would have also. And how, what was the reaction of the teachers? You, how many teachers were in the room, or whatever? Uh, Signed the one, whatever. Well, the way it typically works uh, with the Tech Academy is not that many show up in the room, and then and then we make it all public, and they yeah. these things have legs, right? Like like podcasts and and, and so on, but exactly. the reaction of, of yeah, but the reaction of those that were in the room was uh, uh, overwhelmingly positive. There um, you go. And, and yeah, it was overwhelmingly positive um, to the point of getting emails back and, yeah, and having nice. people walk up to me in the hallway and so on. Um, so the face to face seems to have made a real difference. 
Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. I have to say this. Teachers are always looking for something innovative to do, okay, and how to use the next thing, okay? And the next thing, by the way, is here, and that's AI, okay? And, and the way the district is, is doing it is just, is just just fantastic, okay? Just fantastic. I want to get into post-discussion with you, okay? Because you use AI, Peter, all the way through the process of learning. Any given thing you're doing, a seminar, a, you know, a class, whatever, you are using AI all the way through, I think, okay, the way I'm Correct. hearing you yep. and reading you. And, and when you're all said and done, how do you expect, what do you expect the kids to do with the AI? Are you asking me student use as opposed to teacher use? Well, either, 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 but, or I should say better, both. I'm, I'm not quite sure I'm understanding the question. Uh, Okay, let me ask you again. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. A, let me ask it more specifically. Do you use AI to assess student discussion? That's A. Oh. B, do the kids, okay, continue to understand that they can use AI about what they heard and talked about? Okay, that's what I'm concerned about. It's the post-discussion, I'll call it. Yeah. Let's go there. It's a great – I want to answer. I was going to go there <laughs> anyway, because of something I just learned about. There recently. you go. Do, Great minds think alike. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Do I use AI to assess instruction? So I have a teacher friend here, uh, LA Unified history teacher, and and every year he's showing me something new, and he and he shows it to me four, five, six times before I can even possibly grasp the significance of the thing. And so he's been putting in front of me this, this thing called Sherpa. And I don't know if you've heard about this, Larry, but Sherpa is AI. Ah, and it, it's created by a couple of uh, college uh, students up at Stanford, and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked. It, it's yeah, yeah and it's yeah. Des- yeah, right. And yeah. it's designed to assess students' ability to uh, engage in a conversation with AI. So, for example, and we just did it yesterday in class because, because I, he keeps putting this in front of me, and I thought, okay, I'm going to give this a go. Well, this <laughs> is all new. So I, I taught the Emancipation Proclamation in my U.S. history class. I upload the document to Sherpa. Then the students, using their laptops or tablets, uh, have the ability for homework. It doesn't work in class. I'll explain why in a second. But for homework, okay. they, 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 they click – and uh, they they will have a communicate they will engage in a conversation with Sherpa. Sherpa's questions and feedback will be based on what the student says. So it's not like it's a preset of questions uh, or a set of questions <laughs> wow. that have been established before. Well, wow. the, the questions, yeah, isn't it really yeah, wild? It is. And, and these these two students, if you go up onto their website, they've got this thing called the manifesto. And it's a pretty cool little read about, hey, all of a sudden, here we were at Stanford, ChatGPT launches, and we wake up and realize that, 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 that teaching, testing, learning, all of that is about to change dramatically. So we had this idea, and we realized we're in the early stages of this, but, but give it a go. Okay, so I just, I just communicated with them uh, this morning via, via email. I said, I'm, I'm not so sure yet. Okay. I, I mean, but, but there is great, great potential, a little bit long of a lag time. And I thought the, you know, a couple of questions were kind of lame, but imagine the potential, imagine. And the feedback I looked at, it was pretty good. It was pretty mm-hmm. good. I would like to see 
I would like to see a, a transcript, though, where I see what the kid said, what the chirp what, what said, and then look at the feedback so I can have it. But, but I have a feeling they're, they're well into making all of that happen. But, yeah, AI to assess uh, civil discourse. Now, my friend, you know, Scott Petrie, and, uh, um, you know, he's a award-winning, does everything, great guy, uh, uh, Dr. Scott Petrie. Um, there you go. He, he's also introduced me to uh, another platform. And, again, I, it just hasn't registered yet. But, but you can actually place it in your room, and it assesses the level of discussion. It doesn't yet link it to a specific student. But you've you got to imagine that's going to be happening um, within a certain period of time somehow. And, sure, it raises all kinds of questions and issues and this and that. But, but imagine being able to do a Socratic seminar and then having the assistance of some AI tell you, you know, which kids had really great comments and which ones said nothing and, and, and that and some feedback on it uh, because, because it is difficult to, to assess otherwise. At least, at least having that, another they, bit of Wait, Peter, would they have that discussion with you there, or would they have it? They, they have it after school, right? I, I, I'm trying me, to. Well, yeah, I'm to trying to ascertain. Let me ask the question: How yeah. important uh, is the teacher in this? And you, you mentioned this earlier. How, how important is the teacher in this versus the AI and the teacher reading the results? That, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I hope that question uh, makes sense. Yeah, it does. I, I'm new to this. So I, know. I thought just, yeah, students would pick up their cell phone, you send them to different areas of the of the library or the cafeteria, whatever the case, they can, they can talk and have this conversation. Well, it doesn't work by cell phone. So the idea of, of, of doing it in class, that is not going to work. One student's voice. And you had said that originally, class. yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it does have to be for homework right now. Um, and that does somewhat remove the, the teacher from, from the process, it seems. Well, um, not, in terms I, of, not in terms of listening to the feedback and understanding where these kids are. That's very much teacher-oriented. Yeah. That is. And, and yeah. I haven't gotten that far. That's, that's, uh, I've seen the feedback um, and thought it was helpful, but I'm not yet sure what I'm supposed to do with it. Yeah. It takes time. Or, yeah, uh, there's a learning curve there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it takes it. It it takes time, but I I see it. I'm thinking back to when I was a teacher, and there were so many kids, not so many kids, but a lot of the kids were shy, and they yeah. didn't want to answer in in class. Yeah. They probably knew the answer. They just didn't want to speak up. Of course, God forbid they'd be wrong or or something like that, or they thought the other kids would think they were a dork if they answered properly. And this is this is a nice way to kind of get involved. With that, all right, and it, it's and you know I have to say something else. All right, I, I do a lot of work with something called equitable grading, where you, you got to make sure that the teachers' biases are not built into into grading, and that just because a teacher is easier and gives an A better than the other teacher does, you know that's not fair to the kids who are in, going in the same school, same grade. Okay, and when you can neutralize the assessment process to a certain degree. That helps, okay. And it opens a teacher. It will eventually open a teacher's our teacher's eyes. Maybe I've been missing something with this kid. Okay, this kid is just shy. You know, this is yeah. I, I I have this is something I can really use in the future to get this kid out of their shell. Whatever. What do you think? I mean, I, I see a lot of potential for this. I was um, long story, but in the sixth grade, 
I had to give a, a speech, a big speech. Um, <laughs> I was selected to give a big speech. It's supposed to be a traumatic uh, moment because that was a long time ago. Okay, sixth grade. For <laughs> it Peter. was a traumatic moment. This was traumatic. Um, Go ahead. Yeah. But let's just say the speech went south, and and there's a lot of reasons for that. But it went really south, and the and the, and the MC that night, big gala night, was uh, was yeah. a famous Los Angeles Ram football player, and I Ooh. I was as much in awe of standing next to him, and, and who it was, was it? Do you remember who it was? Merlin Merlin Olson. Oh, Merlin Olson. Merlin Olson. Yeah. Right. Merlin Olson. Yeah. The great Merlin Olson. And I remember what he said to me when the speech went south. Uh, it was really bad, Larry. Um, and, and way too complicated to go into, but, uh, but, but um, it traumatized me. Uh, I was a pretty talkative kid up until then. And, and the truth wow. is seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade. I didn't talk. Um, I could talk. You go. I, You're I, making up I had, for it, by the way. You're making up for it being a great teacher. Yeah. <laughs> Social phobia of the highest order. And so <laughs> yeah, it really was. And then I battled it on and off throughout my life. And somehow just uh, in the last 15, 20 years or something, I seem to have sort of gotten a handle on it. Um, but my goodness, uh, when I when I, I this this Sherpa would have been great for me because I probably yeah. would have been comfortable doing it at home and showing yeah. what I'm capable of. But in a classroom setting, there's no way I would have wanted to, to speak up. I yeah. would have been one of the quiet ones. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sorry, Merlin Olson was such a jerk to you. That's terrible. Actually, he was—he wasn't. He was trying. It was. It, 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 he wasn't. But uh, but when he said "nice speech, kid," you know, <laughs> I read that. Pardon me for that. That yeah, pure right. sarcasm. Yeah. 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 And then that hand. Yeah, well, when it sounds like out, something out of a comedy hand. movie. Nice speech, kid. Yeah. Nice speech, yeah. kid. Yeah. 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 His son actually ended up going to San Marino High School years later. Um, I never got to meet him or talk to him about it, but but his son went through here, so that was that was a nice little. I always liked him. Story. I always liked him, and I loved his name. How many people do you know named Merlin? Right, yeah, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. That's for damn sure. He when was great. When you were when when you yeah. were doing social studies, okay, yeah. so maybe not the Socratic, maybe not the the fishbowl, but did but but did you ever? Um, I mean, your, your class was not just kids silent as a ghost or saying silly and, and outrageous things. Did you ever have any, I mean, what were the discussions like? I mean, um, if I could ask, did you, were there, sure. were there organizations long time that provided you with opportunities to uh, lesson plans or that sort of thing? Yeah, I was taught, and this is the way most of us taught way back when, uh, to kind of lecture and then have, if I may, have some fun with the lecture. Okay. Yeah. Well, there were no rooms set up like a seminar room or anything like that. The desks, mm-hmm. uh, there was all really not room to do it any other way. Uh, the desks were basically in rows. All right. And what I always tried to do was engage the kid with, this is long before computers, with the games and that sort of stuff that we could create and, and build on and, and make interdisciplinary. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's kind of the way mm. I kept the kids. I'm not, I'm not, I hope I'm not being braggadocio in any way, but it worked. The kids really liked the class because they had a good time in there, and I like to think mm. I hope they learned something. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and uh, who, who knows? You know, who knows? But, uh, yeah, but getting back to that, I, what I said before about Echo Grady, there was another teacher who taught the same thing I did to kids, and it was just luck of the draw which kids got him, which kid would me, which kids got me. And I was the more fun, easier grader, okay? And he was the more harsh, 
harder grader mm. and much more lecture oriented, et cetera. And not really a funny guy, but a good teacher. And, uh, you know, I would give an A where he would give a C plus or a B, that type of thing. Okay. Or I'd give a B plus or an A, he'd give a C plus or a B to the almost mm-hmm. the same exact thing. That's not fair to the kids. Right. Okay. And that's why, that's why when you talk about something like Sherpa, that is helping you to assess fairly. Okay. It, it really matters it could, because that, oh, the, the, the assessment sure. and the grade is the culmination of what you're actually trying to do. And with all this grade inflation these days, et cetera, they're not even looking at grades anymore in, in college half the time because they know everybody's got to get an A. Mr. Johnson, if you don't give me an A, okay, yeah. I won't be able to get into uh, Stanford. All right? And so you got to give them the A, you know, that kind of a thing. It's just somebody's got to neutralize all this. Okay, make sure they learn, et cetera. And I, I just why I think this tool, the Sherpa thing, by the way, I'm on the website, is uh, is really clever. I don't, I don't know whether it's going to work, but it's really clever. Well, I'm going to give it another go, that's for so sure. Do it. And, do it. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and I just, as I said, I see this great potential. Um, you, went, you went back to the equitable grading. So now I have to ask. Um, yeah, we we have a we have a we have a new administrator here who who seems uh, to very much have that at the forefront of his mind, and I'm expecting that to pop through either before the year is out or certainly start of next year. Um, I'm going to tell you the who the expert is. I'm going to tell uh-huh. you who the expert is. Okay, you ready? Go ahead. There's yep. a guy named Joe Feldman. He's in California. Okay, he runs a company called a consulting company that's all about this called Crescendo Education. Got Great it. Great guy. And Crescendo Education, look it up. Tell Joe I told he's been on the show a couple of times. Tell Joe I told you to uh, to get in touch. And his ideas and his thoughts and his consultancy really, I just love working with him. He's just a great guy. And I imagine that this is a, a rejection of the traditional hundred point scale and at its core. It's, that... it's a re- it's. I, I don't want to use the word rejection. That would be unfair. It's just making it work so that it's fair for everybody. And okay. that everybody okay. understands the importance of it. Whatever scale okay. you're using, and I don't want to talk for Joe, but whatever scale you're using, it has to be fair. It's not fair that some kids got Mr. Jacobs and other kids got Mr. Johnson, okay? Mm-hmm. And that changed their grading. That's not fair, okay? I didn't think of it back then, okay? But if I, if I knew now what I knew, if I knew then what I knew now, as the old saw goes, it's just something I'm very concerned it. about, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, his other point, which I will just make very quickly, we got to go in a second. You know, the point of any given, let's say, experience in school is to learn it. So that quote, I'll just say it this way. You can pass the test at the end of the unit. Mm. Okay, but along the way, okay, you may have not had trouble at the beginning. So you get a C on quiz number one, uh, a B on quiz number two, another C. And then at the final, you got an A. You figured it Mm -hmm. out. Okay. But, okay, some other kids got A's all along, so they're going to get an A at the end, but you're going to take that average, even though the kid got an A at the end, you're going to take that average, okay, and that kid's going to get a B when they got an A at the end, okay? And what, what's more important, the quizzes at the beginning, the way you learn, or the final at the end? Okay. Well, we're on the exact same page and, there. And, and by the way, he explains it a lot better than I do. His name's Joe Feldman, mm-hmm. and he's terrific. Okay, okay but I'm, I'm just impressed it with it. And, and, you know, every teacher I talk to about this, they go, oh, yeah, never thought of that. You know, we're, 
doesn't that's, that's just doesn't make sense. Why should a kid be penalized when at the end he gets the same score? Okay, that's simple. We're on the same page. We learn from like each it. other, Peter. We learn. We got to go. We do. I've got, or so. always enjoy chatting with you. Thank you again for Thanks, inviting buddy. me on the show today. Well, really you're always welcome it. here. We'll do more. We'll do more. Take okay. I'm looking forward. Take care. Me Thank too. you again. Uh, enjoy that nice weather. I just want you to feel good. It snowed here in Maine this morning. Feel My good. Goodness, it's uh, yeah, we have Santa Ana conditions. <laughs> no snow. <laughs> I still see grass, but it snowed. Uh, the driveway is white. That's all you need to know. Okay. Welcome we got to Maine. Leaves everywhere. <laughs> leaves and tree branches everywhere. That's what the Santa yeah, They're under a little bit of snow now up here. You take care, my friend. You have a good day. You take, too. Take care, care of those kids. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. Okay. Great guy. I love talking to him. It's Peter Picone over at San Marino High School. And again, 30 years experience and he's using AI. I, I rest my case. Everybody just get on this bandwagon because it's here. We're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org and everything we do over there is free for you. My name is Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. Get involved with us in Inter-Equity. Let's not forget. Talk to you later. Bye.